Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And battle soul. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the lovely duo from Love, Lust, and Badass. So you got your boy Hayes here. Also the lovely, the sexy, the beautiful Miss AJ Badass Jones is in the building. What's going on, AJ? I miss you. <laughs> oh, I miss you too. I'm saying that. I feel like we were just talking a minute ago. It's been, it feels like forever. I know realistically it's only been a couple of weeks, but it feels like a really long time. These gaps between us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially when you're used to talking to somebody at least once a week. More than that, because yeah. we're always in some type of communication. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> but you're well, everything's good with you? I'm I'm all right. I mean, I'm not in perfect health, but, you know, it is what it is. I could be worse. <laughs> this is true. This is very, very true. It feels so somber. Come, let's pick up the vibe. Pick up the vibe. Pick up the vibe. <laughs> so, look, to pick up the vibe, I saw your your IG story today, and I saw you... you posted a pic of my future wife i must just say like I'm gonna beat thank you, you for <laughs> and i'm like she turned she turned off commenting on her ig stories because she knew i was gonna say something i, I was ready hilarious don't kill me <laughs> yeah she's uh she's uh she's my joy i had her posted on my regular like in my regular feed and um most of the comments were like how is that possible that you have a, a child that's that big and i was like yeah, she's mine. You know, without going into too much explanation, somebody, a couple of people asked how old I was to have a, a, a young person, um, the age that she was, and that we look more like sisters than mother and daughter and, you know, sort of a staple run of the mill type of things. But yeah, I love her. I, like I said to people, like I don't post her very often because, you know, she's grown. She has her own feet or whatever. Um, but she does exist. There's two of them. I have a son as well. And at some point in time in life, he'll let me take a picture of him. He's absolutely stunning. The two of them, they're very good looking children. I must say it's kind of like you, your kids are all gorgeous. Yeah. I'm dreading when they all get into like teenage years. Cause that's when it's going to be like, Oh God, I can't post them anywhere. Like I already know I only got, <laughs> I only have like two more years to where I can post them. Like Xavier is already like the last time I posted a picture of Xavier was me and him both in black shirts. And like the 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 comments I got on the pic, like the DMs, I was like, yeah, I don't think I could post him too much anymore. So his voice is deep. Remember, I said to you, like, why does his voice have so much voice in it? Like, he needs to take a couple of octaves off of that. It's just not even okay at all, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his voice is super deep. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's just crazy how how grown he looks. Um, and he's only twelve, and he, I swear he looks he looks like he's sixteen. Um, he, does. he really so, does. Yeah, <sighs> but nonetheless, we are here to talk about a few things. Uh, AJ, what do you got for us today to start off this lovely podcast? Well, I'm gonna hit you hard and heavy, as I like to do sometimes, um, with a question that I was asked that I figured that I would ask the two of us. So, have you ever passed out during sex, or made someone, or had someone pass out during sex? No, I've had someone pass out like after sex, but like during sex, no, no. Okay. I would take that as being born. Like, I, I I don't know. But have you? I'm sure you've made a couple of people pass out during sex. 
I've never actually, I don't think I've, you know what? I didn't think about that part, but I, I actually thought about myself. I passed out. Um, so this is like maybe 10 years ago. I was high as high could be and, you know, riding the hobby horse and doing my thing. And I remember approaching a really intense orgasm and I started to feel really weird. And like, I started panicking. And I remember saying to him, to the, the guy that I was riding, I was saying to him that I feel like I'm going to pass out. And the next thing I knew when I came to, I was beside him with a cold rag on my forehead. Hmm. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, after you said what you said, he's like, you fell over and your <laughs> eyes rolled back. In your head. <laughs> he's like, Seriously. I'm like, don't play with me. That's not even a funny thing. He's like, I, I would. He's like, I freaked the fuck out because I didn't know what happened to you. Like, I, he's like, when you said it, I thought you were just joking. Like, you know, like, oh, my God, she's going to have a great orgasm. And it's going to be so intense. But he's like, you literally fell off my dick, passed out on the bed. Your eyes rolled back up and dirty. He's like, I was scared like you died or something. Um, yeah, so that was my one embarrassing and shameful story. Um, but have I ever made, I don't think I've ever, I've made people do some weird things and make some weird noises and crawl up against the bed and the headboard and the wall and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I've ever made anybody pass out. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So you know, oh. That needs to be a mission. But I'll tell you another funny story. So a very good friend of mine, Lance, she um, she was born in Nova Scotia, uh, which is out east in Ontario. And she was telling me that. So when she was 16, she was messing around with someone's husband. And um, I guess she must have snuck the person into her, her her mom's her parents' house at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning or whatever. And she said while they were fucking, the man had an epileptic seizure. And she had never had any experience with this. <laughs> dying, like legit dying. Like he started convulsing on top of her. She said she, she pushed him off. She freaked. She ran out of her room, wrapped in a sheet and called um, her aunt. I guess it was. I don't think her parents were home at the time, but she called her aunt and her aunt's like, call 911. She's like, no, you need to call somebody to come get him out of the house. She's like, I'm not going to jail for killing somebody. She refused to go into the room. Like even when. The ambulance came, she said, and took the man to the hospital. She just refused to acknowledge that it, like any of that even happened. But she's like, you know, Abe, like, I, I honestly thought that I had killed him. Like, cause she, like I said, she didn't know what a seizure was. So now nah, that I can't imagine having that happen. Like, what would you do if you were having sex with a woman? You were fucking the shit out of her. She was riding on top of you, then all of a sudden had a seizure. Uh, I mean, I I try to wake her up so I can get my nut off. I mean, I I, I don't know. If I've already come, if I already came, then I'm just leaving. Like there's no point in me staying. You see, after like a couple of weeks of not talking to you, I figured you're in yourself. You know, you might have prayed, got a little bit of spirituality in it, but you're just really that's like the most dirtbag thing I've ever heard <laughs> with you. Really? Well, I can't even take nothing seriously with you. Okay, so we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, someone had asked me what our current relationship status is. We are both single, um, individually single. But the follow-up to the question was, what would it take for either of you to change your status? So CJ, what would it take for you? Like, what kind of person, what kind of woman, what kind of situation, circumstance would it take for you to say, you know what? I'm done with being single, done with dating, and done with all of that. I'm, I'm getting into another relationship. I'm changing my life. I think we've talked about this before. A, the, the, she'd have to have the prettiest feet in the world. Um, she, she, <laughs> one thing 
this spectacular woman that has ugly feet and you're just going to say, you know what? Fuck it. No. I'm just going to bite it. No. Her feet are it's, it's not going to happen. It's not. Matter of fact, <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. This is, is that's never going to happen. I'm sorry. It's that's one that that is non-negotiable. That is a non-negotiable stance. You no, you can't have ugly feet. So she gotta have pretty feet. She gotta have pretty feet. Has has to be smart, intelligent. Respect my space, especially with what I do with podcasting, um, and just be supportive. I, I think that that's the key thing. Is if you, if I support you and you support me in my endeavors, then we can get pretty far. But if that support isn't there, then you gotta go play. Um, for me, it definitely would be respecting my space. Um, I can be a bit of a weirdo sometimes, and just not wanna really be touchy-feely and be around the person. They need to understand in those moments that I'm not trying to be mean or, or unaffectionate or it doesn't mean that I don't care for them or anything like that. I just, you know, like I said, I sometimes get into a weirdo headspace. And I'm, I'm like that with anybody that I love. It doesn't matter if it's a family member or a close friend. Um, they have to be open-minded and have a willingness to try new things, whether it's sexually, whether it's traveling, um, foods, music, whatever it is. They just have, a, have to have a willingness. It's not, it's not to say that you have to love everything that you try, um, but at least be open to trying different things. One thing I really hate is a person who's like, well, you know, they won't try that because they're a picky eater or I, I won't try that because I don't like the way that it looks like you're not fucking five. Get a grip. Try it. If you don't like it, you know, have a shot of Jack Daniels, have a shot of tequila after you're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. You know, move on. Um, intelligence, but not um, what's the word? Braggadocious or obnoxious. Um, a good sense of humor. Definitely. They have to know how to kiss. That that's a deal breaker for me. And and if you can't kiss, you have to let me teach you how to kiss. Like if if it's oh god. One thing I can't deal with is somebody who can kiss. Like that's we will have sex and I will never kiss you. And my feelings, my intimate feelings for you will never progress. Um <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, that just it's weird because I'll be looking at you like you're just yeah, no, no, no. I can't do that. Um, yeah, I think that you and gainfully employed would be nice. Um, but it, it's not like I'd seen something where somebody said, you know, like, would you de- date somebody or get into a serious relationship with someone that had, um, you know, like, let's say if a fairly high debt ratio, but they were working on paying it down. And a lot of people said, no, they wouldn't. Um, you know, they wouldn't date someone that lived a half hour from where they lived. They wouldn't date someone that was an inch shorter than them. Like all these other stipulations, like all that other shit doesn't bother me. I've dated somebody who was two inches shorter than me. I've dated somebody who was mediocre in terms of looks like all that kind of stuff sort of fades, but it's, it's the integral, um, and the more sort of characteristic, the character, the character of the person that matters to me more than the, the physical stuff at this point in my life. So that's it. And I am. I have to say too that somebody is going to have to realize that I don't talk. I am not. I am not like small talk. I hate small talk with the passion. And for anyone who thrives off small talk, I'm just not for you. Like it's just yeah. period point blank. I'm just, and that's fine. Like I can understand if I'm not for you, there's no hard feelings, but that's me. And I'm, that's not, that's something that's not going to change about me because I've literally been like that my whole life. I hate small talk, little in-between conversations. Like if you ask me something that's silly, like it's crazy how the weather's been lately. I'm going to say, yeah, it, it, it is crazy. It's been raining for a week. And that's all I have. I'm not, I don't, I can't go on for, <laughs> for a long conversation about the weather. It's just, it's, it, I can, I can go on and on all day about meaningful conversations. So I want to make sure that there's a, 
a distinct difference between small talk and meaningful conversation. If we're talking about goals and dreams and things we want to accomplish, listen, that turns me on like nothing else. I can talk to you about that for days on end. But if we're having small talk about what color you want to paint the damn room, paint it whatever color you want. I don't have much input. I don't care. And I, and that's that. I mean, if it's something that's important to you, I care that you that you get it the way you want it to get. I'll give you my input as much as I have it, but I'm not going to have much input on it because it's just it's not something that that's on my radar much, if that makes sense. So just you have to realize that I, I don't do small talk at all. What about um, silences? Like for me, something that's weird is people who have to talk all the time, like you have to be comfortable with moments of silence. What do you, what do you like? Do you understand what I mean? Like you could be sitting down watching a movie with somebody and they want to talk through the whole movie or you can watch it and enjoy it and then talk like after, or if you're listening to music, they feel like they have to comment. Like they just can't sit still and enjoy the quiet moments. See the quiet moments for me are, are what makes the bond. It's not about if we, if we're talking, it's the quiet moments, like us, us sitting down, for example, if we're sitting down watching a movie and you and you just happen to rub on my beard during the movie or I'm rubbing your feet or your legs or whatever like that that that's what makes the moment to me yes we're watching a movie but it doesn't always have to be talking and I think people get so caught up in oh well we're not communicating that they that they lose sense you know you you see so many posts now communication communicate and communication is important I mean you have stressed that enough but I think people get caught up in, in communication being important and thinks that that means you have to talk all the goddamn time and right. that, I'm, I, I don't have that for you I'm sorry I just don't yeah no I, I completely agree I, I feel that way about like those it's important to be able to enjoy those moments of silence and, and to just bond through energy and just bond through that kind of spiritual connection without there having to be a whole lot said in between and understanding that like you said that 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 communication in those exact moments just isn't it, it's not necessary okay mm-hmm. Uh, next we have, um, CJ, AJ, what would you say are three bad habits a person might have that would be a total turnoff for you that would make you stop dating them? Hmm. Three bad habits. Um, smacking, chewing with your, with your mouth open. Listen, there's (laughs) nothing that drives me crazy than someone who chews with their mouth open or smacks or whatever you want to call it. I have been known to stop a whole meal and ask someone to stop smacking or i need to get up and go one of the two needs to happen because i just can't do it um i'll also say like i love women with natural hair i i love it with the passion but the hair in the sink thing look you got to clean it up when you're done like you have to like it if it's hair in the sink <laughs> an hour after you finish doing your hair listen i i we have to reevaluate the whole relationship like that, that i i can't i can't do it like hair in places that hair should not be all the time drives me absolutely up a wall um, what would be my next one? Hmm. Ooh, someone who lacks self-awareness. And by that, I mean, like, you have to know what your faults are. Like, some people really just don't think that they have any. Here's the, here's the perfect way to, to give that. When, you know how, like, when you get to, when you get to know someone else, someone new, and you ask them, you know, so what happened with your last relationship? And all they do is go on about what the other person didn't do. To me, that tells me that there's a lack of awareness. Because even if that person did do all those things i guarantee you there was something something that at least you should have learned also about yourself or or your faults in that relationship also unless the person was just out cheating on you like a like a dirty dog 
um, if you just can go on and on about what the other person did and not at all say, because when if I'm asking you that, I'm not asking you so I can get to know the other person. I'm asking you that so I can know what the fuck I'm dealing with. So if you just keep talking about what the other person did, to me, that's a, that's a, a red flag for not being self-aware. I agree. I agree. Um, my, I have to agree with your first one. Definitely chewing with your mouth open or, or smacking your mouth like, oh, God. It's like, were you raised in a fucking barn? Like, oh, yeah, I do. That's definitely a no. Um, someone who cannot have uh, an in-depth conversation, um, like they 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 can't up the ante with their vocabulary. Like they're stuck at bitch and nigga and nah dog and you know like even just not even like regular like sort of English slang, like even patois slang. Like someone who talks like that all the time. Like they can't just have a regular, normal conversation. That shit is an absolute turnoff and I can't deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if I say, you know, how is it? Yo, this fucking bitch at work and, 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 and you know, this nigga. And, uh, no. So the woman at work, the man at work, like just having regular conversation. Um, I like to talk about a plethora of things and, and I read a lot and I, and I explore a lot of odd subjects and I want to be able to, I need to be able to talk to somebody about those things. And if I can't have a re- a, a, a relatively intelligible conversation with you, that's definitely a turnoff and that would make me stop dating you. Um, and then three would be uh, someone who's overly needy. Like they want to be with me all the time. That's just bizarre. I love my son and my daughter. They're my right eye and my left eye. And I don't even want to be with them all the time. Like there's no one that I want to be with all the time other than myself. You know, uh, somebody who is that clingy, somebody who's needy, somebody who, you know, if you're going to go spend time with your friends and that person is jealous, they want to come or they want to be there or they want you to cancel your plan. So it's always just you. I can't deal with that. That would definitely um, turn me off. And that would definitely be we're done. I can't deal with that. Yes, that's the neediness. You you know me. I I I can't do that. Like I'm I, I, I and that's and that's the thing too that I'm that I'm finding is that people don't understand how important it is to also have alone time, and personal time in relationships. Like people just don't understand that nowadays. And it's like, look, I can't. I I can't. I, I was not meant to be with anyone twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That's just not how I'm. Maybe there are some people who were bred to be that way i am unfortunately not one of them um so yeah i, I can't do it now it's gonna be no, a no for me dog i can't do it but it, it doesn't even give you a chance to miss the person it's like exactly. you know if I spend every day with you every moment of the day you can't like when you turn around setting me you know i've been gone for five minutes you're like oh i missed you my my question is why oh because <laughs> you know I, I haven't seen you regin i've been gone for five minutes like <laughs> It's not that serious. Yeah, that I, I want an opportunity to miss the person. I want an opportunity to think of things that I want to discuss and, and engage with, with the person. Like I want to have opportunities to not necessarily create moments, but for there to be moments that we have together and, and not have our timelines like run succinct all the time. Like that's just crazy to me. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Pooper is so strange. They're really strange. Um. Or maybe we're the strange ones, AJ. I'm, I'm really starting to, that's starting to be my new thing is that I don't, I don't know if people are so much as strangers or maybe it's just me and you. Maybe we're just strange as hell. No, I think oh. it's other people. 
Okay. Yeah, I agree. But I just, you know, I had to, I had to try to be diplomatic a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's like I had posted uh, about long distance relationships and, and what your fears are in being long distance relationship. I think I'd said this the last time you and I spoke and uh, somebody commented that, you know, their fear of not constantly being with the person. And my question back to them is like, why would you constantly want to be with anybody? That just doesn't even make sense. And the reality is, you know, you and I've talked about this before. If you've got a full-time job, you've got extracurricular activities, you have children, they have extracurricular activities. Realistically, you're only spending two to maybe four hours a day with the person that you're involved with. And that's even if you guys live together. If you don't live together, you're probably looking at two to four hours maybe every other day or maybe just weekends until you get into a situation where you guys are living together and then it reverts back to that two to four hours of, of actual quality time together. It is insane for you to want to be around anyone all the time, and it's unhealthy. More importantly, it is in unhealthy. Emotionally and mentally for anyone, it's unhealthy for you to want to be around the person that you're dating all the time. Facts. I have nothing nothing to add. That's 100% <laughs> true. Um, what do we got next, AJ? Okay, so um, hi, AJ and CJ. I've been dating this guy for six months now, but we never seem to go out on the weekend or during the daytime when we both have free days off. I consider myself a big girl or a plus size girl, and I'm starting to feel like that he's embarrassed to be out in public with me. He's told me several times that his friends say that he should invite me out when they're going uh, to hang out, but he never does, always stating that he'd rather just keep me to himself. So after six months of dating, I have not met a single one of his friends or anyone that's important to him. I'm not sure how to address this. Like I said, I feel like he's embarrassed because of my size and his history of dating women that are much smaller than myself. What should I do? Drop his ass. Why are you? Why is this even a thing? Drop his ass. If he's not, if he makes you feel like it's anything to do with your size that he doesn't want to be seen in public with you or spend time with you, then he he has to go. Period. Point blank. No, no in between. Nothing. Because the person that you're with, that you're going to be sharing your life with, should make you feel like, regardless of all that shit, you're the most beautiful thing on the planet. And if he's not making you feel that way, brother, gotta go. Yeah. Um, a very good friend of mine, she had posted something about, um, silent body shaming. I think she called it where, uh, you know, like there's this whole movement now of, of, of loving fat girls and loving BBWs and loving SS BBWs and loving, you know, the plus size and, um, fluffy divas and all that sort of stuff, but they won't go out in public with them or they won't, um, you know, go on a date with them at, at regular normal dating hours for people to see them. And it's a silent way of body shaming somebody. And and like CJ said, you know, if, if the person doesn't respect you and love you enough to show you off, that person's not the person for you. And you need to, you've wasted six months of your time, but you've learned a valuable lesson. You know what you're worth and you know that when something feels that wrong and the person is embarrassed to be seen with you or it feels like that and they're not even willing to introduce you to your friends, especially after six months, that's a problem. That's a definite problem that you need to. Yeah. Like CJ said, you need to, you know, call it quits, consider it a loss and keep it moving. Absolutely. You find you have these people that that find for some reason find it like BBWs or bigger women to be like sexually attractive, but they won't they won't like show them off in public. I don't get that. Like I have no. Mm-hmm. If I don't care if you were a BBW, a SBBW, if you if I'm with you, I will lick your roll in public. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> so like <laughs> that caught me off guard. Oh my god. <laughs> this fucking man said I would lick your roll in public. <laughs> 
Woo, CJ, I love you. That caught me off guard. Oh, God, you get a high tone for that. Why? I love you. <laughs> Funny. Wow. Uh. Yeah, but you're, you're right. Um, so I do have a question. Sort of a, a discussion that I was having. I was having these weird discussions with people. So, um, CJ, what do you think are some of the major contributing factors to relationships that end within a three to six month period? Like you see these people who are, you know, they post their their newly found love on social media, they're head over heels. It's all about that person. Uh, you know, they're, they're everything. They're in love. It's, this is the one, this is my King. This is my queen. And then three months later or six months later, the muscle can't stand the person took down all the pictures, had to scroll back through, you know, 999 pictures to delete every single one of them. You know, when people ask you what happened, you know, it's just a mess and whatever. So just from your perspective as a, as a, a man and, and someone who's dated more recently, because we know that you hadn't dated for a while. Um, what do you think would be the major, some of the major contributing factors to a relationship failing within, let's say, the first three to six months? People getting into relationships for the wrong reasons. People that are dating just to say that they have someone, but really have no they didn't take the time to really get to know the person they're dating. Everything is all fine. I, I I would struggle to find a relationship that isn't okay. The first 30 days, like if you guys have problems the first 30 days, then that, that opens up a whole nother door. But I think people get so caught up in that honeymoon period of a relationship that you're getting to know someone they're fresh, they're new. They may take your mind off things that have happened in your past that they kind of put it on a pedestal and forget that there's work to go in to maintain an actual healthy relationship. And because of that, that's when you see the ones like two weeks later that that are all depressed all over again or who are posting someone else uh, a month later because they just they're chasing the high of being on a relationship at the beginning. And they're not willing to do the work to make an actual healthy relationship. I agree. I, th- I think people confuse lust with love. Um, I think people mistake that euphoric feeling at the very beginning and not to say that it can't be love. But love is also an investment. You know, if you're like you said, if you're not willing to try to work things out, you know, you guys got into an argument your first month and then you're done. You know, clearly that was a lustful relationship and not a loving relationship because there's work to be done when love is involved. And when you really love the person, there's a, a, a level of patience that you need to have. There's a level of um, willingness to communicate with that person and, and, and try to see what the person's perspective is. And, and try to see eye to eye. Now, granted, there are some people who you just can't work with no matter how patient you are. They're, you know, they're stubborn, they're mean, they're bratty, they're unwilling, they're self-centered, selfish, and all that kind of stuff. Those kind of relationships you have to let go. But if it's if it's a loving, wholesome type of relationship, there has to be a willingness to um, to work on it. You know, I find that now one of the, for me, one of the biggest contributing factors, I find that when people get into relationships now, from the very beginning, they're waiting for it to fail rather than looking for it to succeed. It's like, you know, when you have the conversation with the person, you know, what, like you said, why did your last relationship end? And, you know, they give you all the reasons why. Now you file these reasons in your head and you're sitting down waiting for the person to fuck up so you can say, oh, your ex was right. Or, oh, you're just like this or whatever it is. Maybe you have some sort of baggage or you've had some sort of bad deal relationship before. And, and now you think that all, let's say with women, you think that all men are trash. You meet this guy. He's really cool. Everything is great about him. You're feeling all these feelings, you know, two weeks into it. Now you're like, well, something has to be wrong with him. He can't be, this can't be true. It can't be this great. You know, he does one thing to fuck up. That's not even a major thing. And then you're like, oh, see, I knew you were going to mess up. You know, I was just waiting for this to happen. Instead of focusing on developing the relationship and making it into a healthy relationship and moving it forward in a healthy way, people are sitting down waiting for it to fuck up before it even begins. People suck. That's all that it, that it 
think it boils down to people just suck. Uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Are you holding yeah. on? You want to? I want to talk. I want to talk about why women suck. No, I'm just playing. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so I, I got, and this was this was actually a couple of weeks ago. This guy sent to me, um, but of course because of the health issues and other things going on, we were just now talking about it. But uh, so I got sent a message, and it proposed it posed this question, um, CJ and AJ, why do you guys think? There's a sudden influx on people who are attracted to Latino women and the sexualization of Latino women uh, recently on social media. Well, I'm a, I have an a answer to that myself as the Latina connoisseur, but I want to know what your opinion <laughs> on, on that is. Um, I think that it's it's I think he answered the question within asking the question. There's this conception or misconception. Maybe it's a misconception. Maybe it's not that um, Latina women are all you know, fire and, 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 and hotness and, and ecstasy. And, you know, um, they're the epitome of like the sexual goddesses and so on. And, and, and not to say that they're not, but it's like, um, I think like, like with black women at one point in time, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago, they were over-sexualized whenever you saw them in movies, they were playing some sort of, um, um, prostitute type of role or some sort of like sexy black goddess type of role. And so, you know, that's just sort of been epitomized in, in people's minds that that's, the way that things are, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's it's the same sort of thing with Latinas, especially there are a lot more Latinas that are are getting more prominent roles, like in movies and and on television and so on and so forth. Like the woman uh, Dasha, the love of your life. <laughs> you hear that noise you made? Ew, you're so dirty. Hmm. That just sounds insidious. Where's my spoon? Okay. I can't deal with you right now. There are no truth. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think that, you know, there are certain cultures, especially like, like I said, Latinas and black women that are portrayed in an overly sexual type of way. Um, I don't really have like a, a concrete or, or a really profound reason as to why. Um, I think it's something to do with like their tenacity. I think it's something to do with their strength of character. Um, you know, the way that they will stand up for themselves and cuss you out and, and don't feel no type of way about it. Um, those type of women are, are, you know, if they're, if they're hot under the collar or they're hot when they're talking to you, they must be like sexy and sexual goddesses in bed. And that kind of a hotness and fire in the way that they talk translates somehow to like their vagina. Um, I've, I've always found it that way where women who talk the hardest, they're deemed to be like super duper sexy or women, like, especially when Latina women cuss and they're cussing like in, in Hispanic, they there's just, they could be cussing you to no ends and you see the look on men's faces. All they're thinking about is fucking CJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your dirty laugh says it all. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's recent. I think that Latina women have been sexualized since Rosie Perez, um, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, who's just a beautiful woman. But I I think, yeah, I mean, then you had J-Lo after that and Selena. It's just it it goes on and on down the list. I think that for all the reasons you listed, the the fiery attitudes, um, uh, the the no holds bar, they cuss you out. And the thing with me is I love women with passion and like Latina women ooze passion, sometimes unfocused, but they do. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't think that it's a new thing. I think it's something that's been going around for a while now. It's just, of course, like with all things, now that we have social media, you just you see it more prominently. But I think it's always been around. Yes. desire.
Choose pleasure. Choose happiness. Choose energy. Choose arousal. Choose you. With this all-natural herbal supplement blended together to enhance your sex life and overall well-being, it's time you choose She Orgasms. Try them today at www.melaninmilk.com slash sheorgasms. Happy coming! Um... I have a scenario that's uh, I have a friend on on and off Instagram, uh, Tony, who sends me scenarios and questions of the day every now and again. So he'd send me this scenario and uh, asked if we would chat about it. So Derek, Deborah and Eric have been dating for 40 days. Two weeks into the relationship, Deborah tells Eric that she'll be going on a vacation in 60 days. So 20 days after, you know, they've hit the 40 days. So in 60 days, she'll be going on vacation with a friend. Eric presses her more about the vacation and the friend. Deborah eventually reveals that the vacation is in Hawaii and the friend is her ex of seven years. The trip was something that was planned before Eric came into the picture and before the ex was caught cheating. Deborah says that Eric is 100% better than her ex and he is the man that she wants to be with. But Eric feels some type of way about this and tells her that if she goes, they're done. Question, is Eric being too controlling or overreacting? Fuck no. I mean, listen. There's not too many people in the world that would be comfortable with their current significant other going on a vacation, especially to a place like Hawaii with an ex. Um, and I think that also, yes, trust needs to be had. And we can talk about that as well. But the thing is, is that if this is your person, this is a person that you're with and it's a serious relationship, you need to factor in their feelings. Because I guarantee you, if he was going on a trip with one of his exes, it would be a different set of circumstances like some things just shouldn't happen and i understand some people are able to be completely platonic after dating but the thing is, is you can't expect him to be 100 percent comfortable with that early on but maybe that's just me uh aj how do you think how do you feel about it um I'm, i was on the fence with my answer and i'm still kind of on the fence with it um i think like 40 days in is basically a month and one week When I think about it from that perspective, it's still a very new relationship. And I think like at a month and one week, you can't be that in depth and that serious. Now, I know for some people, you know, if you're exclusively dating and it's been a month and one week, 40 days, then, you know, that is a big deal. So on one hand, I'm looking at it like, you know, 40 days to have been dating someone is not a long time. Um, I have questions in regards to like, are they in a committed, committed relationship or are they just like dating and still working up to being in a committed relationship? In which case, Eric doesn't really get an opinion about it. If he's going to feel some type of way, then it is what it is. Um, As you said, I think that, you know, you have to have a certain degree of trust. If this is somebody that she is no longer with and she has reassured you that this isn't like she doesn't want to be with this person anymore. And I know things happen and people get drinks in their system and the, the sun is hot and Hawaii's beautiful and romantic and all them things and people catch feelings and next thing you're, you know, his dick is down your throat and and all them good things. Um, but there has to be a certain level of trust. And then the other part of me is like, well, you know what, if you're really invested in this man, Eric, sell your share of the ticket to your ex and tell him or tell him to pay the cost difference to take somebody else to get the name changed on the ticket or go by himself. You know, there's there's ways to work 
Um, there's ways to work around it or ask him to sell you his portion of the ticket and you and Eric go on vacation and, and pay the difference in doing the name change, you know, which would be like maybe 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks or whatever the case may be. If your relationship is worth it, if your relationship is that important to you, there are ways to work around it. Um, and, and you shouldn't be playing around with you shouldn't be playing around with his feelings that way, especially if it's like your ex of seven years. That's a long relationship. You know what I mean? There yeah. there will always be those type of residual feelings and you, and you risk running into hot water. Like I said, especially when you have sexual history, you have emotional history. You're in a hot ass country that's absolutely beautiful. Hawaii is all about love and romance. It's where people vacation and honeymoon. You get some drinks into you. You're eating some good food, sitting out on the beach underneath the stars. Next thing you know, you know, you're rolling in the beach and sand is in your body. Sand and something else is in your body. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's you. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Do we got anything else, AJ? We do. Uh, So yesterday I did a live. Um, So Mr. I-95 South from the Speak Easy podcast had hailed me up. Uh, he sent me a post that someone had posted. He wouldn't identify it because he knew that I would just probably go to the person's page and tell them to dot bad word. But the person posted, someone made this meme where they posted the differences between light skin pussy, dark skin pussy, and brown skin pussy. So in the meme, you know the little emoji where the girl's doing the cartwheels? So they have a light skin girl doing cartwheels and up in between her vagina, you've got rainbows and sun splashes and sunflowers and, and ocean breeze. And all kind of flowers and sweet smelling stuff. In between the pussy of the light skin cartwheeling girl, you've got mango and coconut and peaches and chocolate and watermelon and all kind of juicy things. In between the pussy of the dark skin girl, you've got cheese, octopus, fish, frog, shrimp, with all kinds of foul smelling stuff. And I went off yesterday. And I said that, you know, I needed to have a conversation with you. So basically they're saying that dark-skinned women's pussy just smells nasty, whereas light-skinned women and brown-skinned women, their vagina smells fantastic. I, as a woman, know that that is some real fuckery and some real bullshit and some hating light-skinned woman or some hating brown-skinned woman made this fuckery pose about dark-skinned women and trying to shame dark-skinned women. Not here for it. CJ, come talk to me, please. We're going to leave idiots in idiots' places. Um... And that is just some of the most retarded shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, As someone who has tasted the full spectrum of the rainbow, I can adamantly say that it's false. (laughs) Adamantly. But people are just ignorant. Like the fact that somebody even made that kind of meme, like vaginal health and well-being and vaginal wellness and, and the smell and scent has not a fucking thing to do with the color or the depth of your melanin. It has everything to do with vagina etiquette and the way that you take care of your pussy and the way that you take care of your body. Because there are I there are some light-skinned girls that you could smell them coming from a mile away. There are some brown-skinned girls where you could smell them coming from a mile away. And then there are dark-skinned women that smell like the fresh morning breeze. Don't act crazy. Mm-hmm. People are just strange. Like People just make up some of the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. That's just yeah, they don't have anything else to talk about. Um, and then the last thing that we're going to tackle um, are the 10 signs that there's something questionable about the person that you're dating. So uh, I'm going to go through them and we're going to have a have a bit of a chat about it. And you can let me know your thoughts. So the first one is that they have no close or personal friends. What would be a warning sign in that for you? I don't think that that would be a warning sign to me as someone who's who is naturally a loner and who has had the same four friends uh, really close friends since high school um, that I don't live in the same state with at all now. 
people that get to know me now in Columbus may think, oh, he doesn't have any friends. That's weird. Um, so just for me, it depends on the personality type. Um, but yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't necessarily be a red flag. You saying that you have four friends is not the same as not having any friends. You have close personal friends. They just don't live near you. I'm talking about someone who can't tell you that they've had a solid friendship for more than two years or a solid friendship for more than five years. Now, granted, we all don't have, you know, uh, relationships with like our childhood friends or, or, or anything like that. But most people that you talk to have at least one good friend that they've been friends with for at least two or more years. This is a person who has no close personal friends. Like everyone is just kind of like a casual acquaintance. And so when you get into a relationship with them, you're their everything. Like you're their immediate best friend. All right. Now that does seem a little single white female-ish. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that would probably be a little strange. Okay. Um, the next one is if you always feel uncomfortable around the person. Have you ever dated someone where no matter how many times you guys went out, there was just something that felt off about being around her? No, because if there was even two times in a row that it's like that, then no, nah, you, you got to go. Okay. Um, I dated a guy for a while. I have an issue with patience with people. Like you do something that upsets me, especially if like it's in the first couple of weeks that we're dating. I'm not trying to talk to you again. And so I had gotten to a point of trying to exercise better patience. And I was dating this guy that he just gave off this rapist kind of vibe all the time. And I pushed myself to the limits of, of dating him and seeing him for about a month. And then I just couldn't take it anymore because it just felt like the longer and the more time I spent with him, the creepier that vibe got. And I felt like at some point he would do something and feel like it was okay because like I was his girl. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, you, and you, yeah, it's good that you got yourself out of that situation, but we already know, AJ, you have a habit of, of bringing the weirdos in. <laughs> Attracting the weirdos. <laughs> yes. You attract the weirdos. Uh, number three, the level of anger they exhibit during a minor disagreement. Um, I think that this is a really important one. Um, I always say to people who are in budding relationships, you know, you have to be able to have a conversation with a person, even if it's a heated debate, you don't always have to agree with the person. You can be at a point where you can agree to disagree. Um, but if you're talking to the person and everything is an argument or a fight, or you're trying to have a conversation with them and they're yelling and acting irrational. Yeah. That's a sign that, you know, that person I think is it's, it's questionable about your dating. What do you think about that? Yeah, anyone who gets uh, irrationally upset over small things, you have to worry then about how they're going to take any time serious stuff comes up. And serious stuff is always going to come up in a relationship. It's going to come up over the course of friendships. It's, it's You're going to deal with some serious shit. If you aren't, if you don't in a relationship or a friendship, then I question just how close you guys really are. So, yeah, that's definitely a big red flag. Okay. Um, number four is people who always refer to their exes as crazy. This is something you had mentioned this a little bit earlier when you, you know, you meet someone, you're saying, you know, what, why did your last relationship end? And their response is, oh, my ex was crazy or, you know, my ex before that was crazy and my ex before that was crazy. And, you know, it's always the other person's fault um, when they can't take any sort of ownership for why the relationship match up, even if it's a minor thing. That that to me is um, a problem. And I've dated a couple of guys that were like that, you know, like, why? What happened in your last relationship? Oh, my ex was crazy. OK. <laughs> CJ? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it is. Okay. Number five is the rude and dismissive manner in which 
the person you're dating treats people, especially people who are important to you. Um, now, I know you, you for you know, a long period in your life, uh, 10 years, you were married, so dating is uh, relatively new. But have you ever been with someone or, or were seeing someone who was um, rude or dismissive to your friends or your family? Or even if you went to a restaurant, they were rude and dismissive to the wait staff or anything like that? No. And this thing is, I, I am real big on treating people well, especially people who are in like a role like that to where they're serving you. I, as me, someone who used to be the general manager of a restaurant for a few years, like I, I always treat the wait staff really good or e- even more so than let's take it to like uh, the, a cashier at Walmart or whatever. You always want to treat people friendly. If you just treat people like they're servants or they're beneath you. No, I can't do it because you're just you're treating people like a shitty person. I can't I can't be. I don't want that energy around me. Yeah, I agree. Um, number six, too many backhanded comments that they deem to be playful. Like they always make fun of your culture. They make fun of your weight um, or your lifestyle all the time. They joke about, you know, oh, don't worry. When I get together with you, I'm going to change you. Um, or they make those little funny kind of jokes about like your friends or the circle of people that you hang out with. Listen. Anyone who knows me knows that I have jokes for days. So if you come for me on anything, be prepared because the clapback is going to be tenfold. Now, I'll quickly find out if you were being malicious or if you just thought you were funny because I'm coming for you. And if you can't deal with it, then that tells me that you weren't really playing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't let stuff like that bother me because I'm I'm a I'm a jackass by trade. So it, it wouldn't bother me as long as you can di- you can take it as well as you can dish it out. Then everything's on the table for me because I can crack jokes all day. Yeah, on, uh, like from a different perspective, I remember um, years ago I was friends with this girl, and um, let's say she was like a size fourteen. And she started dating this guy who was used to dating, I guess, slimmer women or whatever. And um, she called me one day in tears and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, he bought me a bunch of dresses. I'm like, you're crying because somebody gave you a gift. She's like, no, the dresses are all a size 10. I'm like, but you're a size 14. She's like, I know. And I said, so what's the deal? She's like, oh, well, he told me that I I would look really great in these dresses if I would just lose a little, little bit of weight. And he bought them in a size 10 as an incentive for me to to lose weight. Wow. I was like, you need to stop fucking around with him because that's just disrespectful on a whole other See, now that's, level. That's not funny. That's not joking. That's just flat out disrespect. Yeah, that, yeah, you, wow. But the way that wow. he said it, yeah, he tried to laugh it off like, oh, you know, baby, you know, I love your body, but think about how amazing you would look in these dresses if you were just a little bit smaller. You know what I mean? Oh, don't worry. I can help you. We can do it together. No, no, no. I really love the way that you look like, and that's what I was saying. It's, it's one of those, you know, they're making backhanded comments and they're trying to be playful about it, but that shit's not funny in any way, shape or form. It's offensive. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mm. ace it to me. I'm thinking if I'm a, I'm a size 14, if somebody bought me a bunch of size 10 dresses, I would tell them to take the dress. I would tell them about their mama. Actually, as a matter of fact, I would cut up the dresses and give it back to them and tell them to go take it to their mama. Here. Thank you. We're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six, I think it is. Um, they show no interest in your interests unless it's for personal gain. We talked about that one before. That's just someone just being a flat out dick. If they don't care about your interests outside of how it affects them or uh, or feeds back into something they're interested in, then no, they're just a selfish person. I, I, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, I was recently talking to someone um, who, when he found out 
what I do and that I have my own business and, and what have you. He was on this thing about me designing sweaters or cardigans for him. And I'm like, I don't do menswear. And he's like, oh, but you can make an exception for me. Like, I don't do menswear. Never once asked me about a show, an event, a contract, a client, nothing. Never asked me what I was working on. Never asked me how an event, nothing like that but would always send pictures to me of cardigans that he liked and would be like, oh, do you think you could make something like this? Not them. I don't do menswear. You know, and I, and I remember saying to him, like, it's really interesting that you are interested in what I do, but you're not interested enough to actually ask me about what I do. He's like, oh, no, it's not like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> you can move on with that. Suffice to say, and he and I don't talk anymore. Um, number seven. Um, sorry, there's actually number eight. Uh, so number eight. Um sorry no yeah number eight is they are drama kings or drama queens they're always talking about other people's relationships when you're together um they're never focused like they always want to talk about drama they always want to talk about some foolishness that's going on in somebody else's relationship with other people in their mouth not literally but figuratively yeah no i i that yeah that is absolutely a red flag i ain't got time for that yeah, that's one of the, I don't know, that's a weird thing to me. It's like if you and I are dating and, you know, every time I we hang out or whatever, we're like, oh my gosh, guess what happened with um, with John and, and Teresa? Or guess what happened with Sally and, and and her new girlfriend? Or, you know what I mean? Like it's always some kind of like they're, they live for the drama in people's relationships. That's, yeah, them the kind of people you need to stay far from them. Um, number nine is like the lady who wrote in, they won't date you in the light. Like somebody who will only go out with you you know, at night, they only go to unknown places with you. They only um, or they always want to stay inside the house. They never want to do anything public with you. <sighs> why is that even on here? Like, why, why are we even discussing this? They don't ever want to do nothing public with. They got to go. I know. But this is the thing. It's it's in the top 10 signs of dating somebody that's that the person that you're dating is questionable. What are you drinking? I'm drinking anything. You're a liar. You just swallowed like you were j- tasting heaven. No, I, that that's just me. I, you got to keep in mind, I'm drugged up right now. So like I'm I'm uh no, I'm good. I'm not drinking anything. It's just a, a natural uh, lu- lubrication, so to say. But no, I'm not drinking anything. You, you swallow hard for somebody that's just naturally lubricating. Hey, sir. Hey, don't that, Facts are facts. And then number 10, the last sign that you're dating someone who's questionable is that they're always jealous and always want to keep you in isolation. Um, if you're dating someone who is irrationally jealous, like they're jealous if you spend time with your kids, they're jealous if you spend time with your best friend, they're jealous if, you know, you go to hang out and, and do a girl's night or a guy's night. They're jealous, you know, as a man, if you go, if you kiss your mom on the cheek, like those are signs that that person is not mentally stable. CJ? I agree. You got to have space. People need to realize that you have to have. Uh, I, to be jealous over something as simple as like spending time with the kids, you know, we and you've talked about that one. That's a super big one for me. You got to go. That's a, that's a super big red flag. That's a sign. A1, I agree with it being number one on this list. Or I guess it's number 10 on this list. It should be number one on this list. Because if you're jealous over stupid shit, you're just, you, yeah, that's a red flag. Nobody has time for that. I remember uh, when I was a kid, after my, my parents had gotten divorced, I was fairly young. And I remember my father was dating this woman who um, I overheard her saying to him one day, why do you love her more than me? She was, she was asking him why he loved me more than he loved her. And it wasn't until, you know, when I was like, as a kid, you don't really process those things. It's like, it's whatever. She's crazy. Um, But as I get older, and even now, when I think back on that, she was a fucking whack job. Who in their right mind, 
asks a parent why they love their child more than they love you who they're just dating. Like, yeah, even as far as like family goes, as far as your significant other goes, like your child takes up space in your heart in a way that nobody else can because you helped bring them into existence. There is there's no comparison that could ever be made on the planet between the love of a parent and their child and the love of that individual and anybody else. Like never. Yeah, it's it's the person your kids are part of you. Like they're they literally have come from your own DNA. So it's it's that I, I wish I would I, somebody would ask me why do why do you love your kids more than you love me? I would I would promptly tell them to get their shit if we were living together and go. Like you just have yeah. you have you have to go. There's no nothing else we need to talk about at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But that's it for us. That's it for all the questions and scenarios and and quizzery that we have for the day. Um, I do want to say last week was really great in in having um, Kay and Nick on from blog Melanin Milk or She Orgasm Supplements and from Erotic Boudoir. That was a lot of fun. I love the fact that you were in the background listening and you kind of chimed in a couple of times, which is kind of funny. Um, But yeah, it was it was really it was a really great experience. I'm hoping that we can do something like that again, but in a broader sort of um, battle of the sexes type of games night or something like that where we, you know, maybe have another podcast on or something where we do that'll be come back. And forth. Yeah, I think so. But that's it for us. All right. AJ, tell the people where they can find us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at love lust MBAS. Uh, you can email us any questions, concerns, complaints, comments, feedback um, at love lust MBAS, all one word at yahoo.com. You can find our episodes on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. On Wednesday nights, we are on Wild Dog Radio, uh, based out of Chicago. You can also find us on UML, and we are part of, proudly part of the Urban Mogul Life Media family. Um, I am on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. If you want to email me personally, there's a link on my Instagram page where you can send me an email. Um, if you're not comfortable sending it to our general email and I am also on Instagram at that Jones kid, AJ one, and that's me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. I promise you my voice will be back to normal next week. Um, (laughs) but that's it for this week. We love each and every one of you guys. Peace. Baby